You are listening to the Eating Disorders Recovery Podcast with me, Tabitha Farrar. Hello. Today I'm going to talk about something I call event restriction. And event restriction is the type of restriction that you do when you have something coming up that you perceive to be a special event or something. Um, So the most common type of event restriction that I think pretty much most people with any restrictive eating disorder do is event restriction for festive holidays, things such as Christmas. And Thanksgiving's just passed in the US, so for those of you that just went through Thanksgiving, Christmas is coming up, and um, it's probably going to be urges to restrict. And that restriction can come in the form of dietary restriction, so not eating as much food, even less food possibly than you already eat, because you're likely restricting already, so it just looks like ultra restriction or super restriction. Um, But restriction can also come in the form of compulsive behaviors increasing. So I'm talking about exercise most of all, the drive to work out more, to create some, what I used to feel like I was doing was I was working out more and eating less to give myself some space. And I know that in my head, I, I thought of this like a buffer. I was wanting to give myself a buffer between um, now and Christmas so that I was creating energy deficit. And I didn't know the term energy deficit at the time, actually, when I was, when I was sick. All I knew was that I was, I was wanting to just create a buffer so that I felt that when I got to Christmas Day, I would be able to relax more and eat more and know that I, I um, wasn't going to de- gain additional weight because I created myself this buffer. What I know now is that buffer was actually additional energy deficit. I was trying to create more energy deficit in anticipation of um, intake surplus on Christmas Day. So when I say intake surplus, I mean more food. I was trying to create more energy deficit in anticipation of eating more food on Christmas Day. And not only eating more food, I was also anticipating that on Christmas Day um, I wouldn't be able to do things such as go to the gym and work out as much, which is often true because, thank God, gyms are often closed on Christmas Day. Um, I say thank God now because I think, well, thank God people aren't going to the gym on Christmas Day, but at that time, when I was underweight and when I was suffering from anorexia, that Christmas Day was like my worst nightmare because the gyms weren't open, which is really sad if you think about it, but that's the truth. So, event restriction is when you try and create energy deficit in anticipation of energy surplus that's to come at, at some event. or But your brain won't think like that. That's not what your brain will be thinking. But what your brain will likely be thinking is just this idea of creating some kind of buffer. Um, and I've used Christmas as an example here. But quite frankly, I could event restrict and would event restrict for just about anything as long as I knew that it was coming up on the horizon. Um, I often use the example of I would event restrict for an appointment at the vet's with my cat. And that's true because I I starkly remember doing it one time. Um, I had this little cat called Sprout. Love her. She's still around, actually. Lives in England. Anyway, um, so Sprout's getting on a bit now, but she's she's still with us. (laughs) And um, Sprout was actually named Sprout because I got her around Christmas time. So it was a festive name. Anyway, so I had this little cat called Sprout, and um, when I first got her, I actually got her in um, November before Christmas, but it was, it was quite late November, it was leading up to Christmas, so that hence the festive name. 
and um, I got her as a rescue kitten and so she had quite a few vet appointments for things like jabs and um, I just remember this one vet appointment that was on the Friday afternoon and on the Monday morning I started kind of casually event restricting for that Friday afternoon appointment and the reason for that was because I anticipated that I would have to sit and wait in the vet's office and I had a problem with sitting at that time. I, I didn't tend to allow myself to sit down during the middle of the day and this was a 2 p.m. appointment and so that freaked me out. That freaked me out, the thought, I'm going to have to sit for, at the vets for half an hour. And yeah, I, I was really quite messed up. I was what I would consider a very extreme case of OCD um, when I had my eating disorder. I call that OCDED because I'm, I'm not a person with OCD, but gosh, when I was, when I was um, in malnutrition, I was very much a person with OCD. And so I had huge OCD about not being able to stand between certain hours of the day and each day sort of having to mirror the one before. And um, this Friday, this Friday with the vet's appointment was going to be different. And so there were just these thoughts in my head, like, oh, I just need to increase my exercise a bit in the couple of days before I go to that vet's appointment and um, decrease what I'm eating. And that's, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. But I really would event restrict for any sort of event that was out of the ordinary in my week. And that just proves how deeply affected, how deeply affected every part of my life was by malnutrition and by my eating disorder. And so even if you are not sort of that affected, even if you're just marginally affected, even if there are thoughts in your mind about, oh, Christmas is coming up, so I should eat less now and move more, then that's a really big sign of energy deficit. That's a big sign that you are in malnutrition. It's a big sign of an abnormal relationship with food. And it's a big sign to me that you are currently restricting food because that's not normal to think like that. It's not normal to be worried about spending one day a year or so or just sitting around with friends and family and eating food. And it's not normal to think of that as this like looming event rather than something that's massively enjoyable. So any thoughts or feelings that you have around Christmas that are not just about, oh, this is going to be enjoyable time, but any um, fear feelings, anxiety feelings of anticipating the food on, on, around Christmas, that's not normal. That is absolute proof that you are in energy deficit and that you have an eating disorder and you need to do something about it. So back to really event restriction. Christmas is coming up. And I'm thrilled that the gyms aren't open on Christmas Day. But there's one thing that um, I, I didn't seem to learn in 10 years of having anorexia, in 10 years of event restricting in preparation for Christmas, is that it doesn't work. My anorexia brain told me that if I ate less, moved more now and created this buffer that come Christmas Day I feel so relaxed about everything and I just go home and stay with my parents and sit around in front of the fire all day and rest all day and eat all day and I'd be really relaxed about it and everything would be wonderful. That's complete bullshit. Anorexia tells so many lies and that's one of them but I didn't ever seem to learn from it. It's like I seem to do it every year. Didn't ever learn that, oh, last year I event restricted 
And I spent most of December upping my exercise program, eating even less. And then when I got to Christmas Day, I was just the same old ball of anxiety. In fact, I was probably even worse. I felt less able to eat. I felt less able to relax. Because my brain was saying, well, you didn't do this yesterday. You went running yesterday, so you have to go today. You ate less yesterday, so you can't possibly eat that big Christmas dinner. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work like it seems to promise it's going to be. That buffer that I had created, rather than giving me more space to feel the freedom to relax and enjoy my day, made it worse. And I reckon that there's a reason for this. So many of you that listen to this podcast was that will sort of um, know that I buy in quite heavily to the adaptive famine perspective of anorexia, which is that anorexia is a response by the brain to what it perceives to be a famine in the environment. And that response is to make us want to migrate and to make us want to move more, because that's what migrating animals do, and to eat less, because that's what migrating animals do as well. Feeding behavior is a distraction and threatens the action or the behavior of migrating. So we tend to get quite scared of food. It makes a lot of sense to me. That's what it felt like. And um, I think that when you try and create that buffer, so when you try and create more energy deficit, and it may be with the intention of, oh, I'll create this buffer so that I can eat a load more later. What happens is your survival brain doesn't know that logic. Your survival brain just goes on data. And that data is there's even less food coming in and you're moving even more. And so your survival brain interprets that, I believe, to say, we're in a really bad famine now. You better move even more and eat even less and get your ass the heck out of here. I don't think that your survival brain um, converses with your higher brain and says, oh, okay, I understand. There's just more energy deficit now because Christmas is coming up. I get it. No, it doesn't do that. It just, it works with the data. And the data is that there's less food coming in and, or there's more energy going out. Your, the data is energy deficit is getting greater. And in terms of your survival brain, that means the famine must be getting worse. We really have to get the hell out of here. Go to somewhere where there's more food, migrate, or you're going to die. Because that's what pretty much happened every time I event restricted. It got worse. My anxiety around eating food got even worse. My anxiety around not moving got even worse. My ability to sit still on Christmas Day and sit around the fire with my family was next to impossible. Next to not there. It all got worse the more that I event restricted. And then, what I found in recovery, when I had finally, after 10 years, given up listening to what anorexia had to say, and going against and doing the exact opposite of what it wanted, that, that, that next December, in, when I was in recovery, I thought, you know what, sod it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to event restrict for Christmas. In fact, I'm going to eat even more food. I'm going to go do exactly what those desires to event restrict don't want me to do. I'm going to eat more. And every time I got a thought about creating a buffer or doing more now because I won't be able to do um, anything later, I, I did the exact opposite. I ate more food. And wonderfully, 
That Christmas day was the most relaxed one I'd had in 10 years. It was almost as if in all of the additional eating that I'd been doing, and I'd gone cold turkey on exercise by then, so I was completely resting. I wasn't allowing myself. I was kind of just combating the lower level movement at that stage, but I wasn't exercising anymore, and I was certainly getting smarter about not allowing myself to move around. I was making myself sit. It was as if I was practicing. And the more I did it, the better I got at it. And the more I rested and sat, the less anxiety I had about resting and sitting. And the more I ate, the less anxiety I had about eating more. So what I want you to think about in terms of event restriction, and this goes for anything. This could be Christmas. This could be a holiday coming up. This could be a birthday party coming up. Whatever it is, when you get those feelings of, oh, I need to create a buffer, understand this. It works in the opposite way that you think it will do. It only makes you more anxious and less able to relax and enjoy yourself. Instead, think about practicing. Actually, I have this thing coming up and it should be a thing where there's lots of food and lots of relaxation and lots of fun. I have to practice doing those things so that I can actually do them when that event comes up. And just try it, especially if you're one that's been like I had, event restricting for years and never learning that it doesn't work. Just try it and I'll be interested to see what you observe about yourself. Okay, so that's enough from me. Um, Next week I'm going to publish a podcast that I recorded with a researcher who's based in, in Cambridge in England and she was the lead on a study that was published called The State of Science, Sugar Addiction. Really interesting. (laughs) Well, at least I think so anyway. Cheers, and until next time, cheerio.